What's up, guys? Nick Scrip on the P2W Fantasy Podcast, live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, we have a puppy Superflex best ball draft for tonight. Uh, I had to jump on this contest because it's legit almost full. And uh, what this one is, is a $5 contest. Tons of prizes. I think there's $250,000 worth of prizes on this one. And it's Superflex, meaning that you can start two quarterbacks uh, in this format. And we're talking best ball here today, which if you are not familiar, basically is where you draft a fantasy team. And on that fantasy team, you don't ever set a lineup. Uh, you just draft it and that's it for the season. And basically they take the high scores of your team for the, the season uh, weekly. So again, there's no waiver wires or anything like that. And um yeah, it's pretty fun. It's addicting and uh, kind of fills that void for joining new drafts. And we'll see what draft pick I have today. It's so strange because I've done a bunch of these and I have been the 110 in almost all of them. But today things have changed. I'm the 111. So that's the that's the perk of doing yet another one of these contests is uh, not being the 110. But right off the board, <clears throat> Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. So again, if you are not familiar with these sort of leagues, quarterbacks go pretty fast and they go early because you can start two of them and they score decent weekly points. Um, so, oh man, clicked right off of that. And we're back. Got nervous for a second. Didn't want to lose that. And we're trucking away. So all quarterbacks, for the most part, have just went. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I believe, is the first non-quarterback to go. I'm up here at 11, and right now, just off the top of my head, I'm probably going to go quarterback, and then I'll likely pivot to running back or wide receiver. I'm tempted to go running back and then wide receiver and see how my quarterback room folds out, but I'm taking some risk at the end of the day at the quarterback position. You know what? Just for the sake of this stream, I'm going to go and solidify my, my running back stud and my wide receiver stud. So I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey, who I think is going to go back to being uh, Christian McCaffrey this coming season. And then I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. So again, even though oh, I have to, I have to wait. So maybe I can't go. Uh, that will be my second pick though. I thought I was back to back there. That'll be my second pick. If, it falls to me. So I want Christian McCaffrey, who I think is going to have uh, a season where he finishes, if he's healthy, is the running back one or two. And I, I know quarterbacks went, but I think I'm going to try to have a strategy here to have two studs in non-quarterback positions because I feel like later in the draft, if they fall, then I'll be set. So that's going to be my draft strategy here. might bite me in the ass because, you know, I'm, I'm fading the quarterback position in a super flex, but – I like the idea of having Christian McCaffrey, who I think will be my running back one or two, probably two. And then Justin Jefferson, who is going to be my wide receiver one on the season. And Justin Jefferson um, has had a lot of progression in his first two seasons. Uh, he continues to climb up, you know, the statistic board and what he does for fantasy football. And I don't think Cooper Cup is going to regress a ton, but I do think that Justin Jefferson just gets better every single year. And I think we're, we're, we're gearing up for the wide receiver one overall uh, year for him. Right after Justin Jefferson went Stephon Diggs, who 
I'm very high on the season as well. Uh, you know, it was interesting. His first season in Buffalo versus second season, uh, I think there was a little bit higher of expectations than where he finished up this past season. But, you know, we saw in one of those two years, like a decent amount of touchdowns. In one of those two years, a decent amount of receiving yards. We saw like a mix of a lot of good things. And if all comes together in this coming season, we're looking at a guy who also can finish as the overall wide receiver one. <clears throat> Derrick Henry goes at the 2-4, then Matt Stafford. So I probably was going to juggle uh, Matt Stafford or Russell Wilson. For me, if I didn't go Justin Jefferson, I probably would have selected Russell Wilson, to be honest. Um, I think that he's going to Denver with the mindset or maybe agreement from the staff there that he is going to be able to air it out a bit. And I, I, I do like Jerry Judy a lot. I think Cortland Sutton's a good pairing with him. Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. You know, you can say Stafford's got Cooper Cup, but I think <clears throat> Russell Wilson, I think, has a chance to be very special this year, and we've seen a lot of high upside years for him. Then goes Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr is a guy I like a lot. He finishes the quarterback 12 last season uh, in a year that he only really had Hunter Renfro for the longevity of it. Uh, Darren Waller missed plenty of weeks. Ruggs had that incident, um, and now we got Devontae Adams, hopefully a healthy Waller. Hunter Renfro, he can pass to Josh Jacobs a bit, too. Uh, it's a good core to have. Chase went at the 211. That's pretty interesting. Um, I think for a lot of people, he's probably like the wide receiver somewhere between two and four for this upcoming season. Obviously, a great rookie year between him and Joe Burrow. Austin Eckler, who I like a lot. This is half-point PPR, so you got to keep that in mind at times. You're getting huge, says my my big ass uh, neighbor, who's uh, who's uh, a muscle head himself. But uh, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins went two twelve. Devontae Adams, Najee Harris. So I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, looking at the quarterback room, I might have put myself in a little bit of trouble. But I feel like if I can get two guys with some sort of upside, then I might be okay. Uh, I got a handful of picks. Between them, uh, between what's there and what's now. So, um, you know, looking at the the draft board of the quarterbacks left, Tua, who I do like a lot. Trevor Lawrence, some people think he's a bit of a sleeper. Matt Ryan, hopefully a bounce back year for him with the Colts now. Daniel Jones and Jameis Winston. I just released a uh, all sleeper team today. You can find it on my Twitter page. But those two guys were on that list. And, you know, if, if, we get to the point in the draft where I'm taking one of them that I can talk more. Zach Wilson just got another young wide receiver added to his core. So maybe not the best quarterback room left, but maybe I take a handful of quarterbacks knowing that, you know, I, I kind of uh, let the board um, take the majority of the studs. Uh, Lawrence went pretty high. I'm actually really surprised about that. I would like Tua to fall to me right here if, um, this guy cheese seven does not take him. Uh, I do really like, and there goes to a, so <clears throat> should go quarterback. I think I'm going to, man, I really love DeAndre Swift though. I think I'm going to go. This is interesting. I think I'm going to grab Danny Dimes, who I do like this season because he's got some rushing upside to him. I really need a quarterback in the super flex league. Um, he's got guys in, you know, Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson that 
with the ball in their hands can add some extra yardage. Kenny Galladay, if healthy, can be a red zone threat. Um, you know, maybe not the best of quarterback rooms for me, but again, I already solidified my stud running back, my stud wide receiver. Now I have a quarterback taken care of. Really tempted, man. It's, you know, I, I love taking Swift. You know, if there's one guy that I am the highest on this season, it's DeAndre Swift. You know, Pitts is right there. That's that's someone to think about as well. Quarterbacks, I could fade for another round. I might be in trouble. I think I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. This this might be total a total, you know, long dart for me just punting the quarterback position in this. But I think that's the beauty of doing some of these best ball drafts is that, you know, if it's not for the high stake buy-ins, you know, so there's best ball mania three right now, which is a $25 league to join. If I'm in that league, maybe, you know, I'd be careful about the way I'm drafting. But in this one, it's a $5 league, and I feel like I have a little bit more luxury of, of kind of playing around. And I feel like that's another fun thing about best ball is that you can join, you know, instead of, you know, I'm in a, a home dynasty league, that's $150 for the buy-in. Uh, but for best ball, I can do 10 leagues that are $3 and really kind of test drafting with it. And maybe even with that, I can, you know, start pushing and pooling and seeing what works and then solidify a game plan. And it's tough because with these drafts, you get a random, draft position every time you enter one. So you click enter. Once it gets filled, you might have the 101. You might have the 106, the 112. You don't know. But if you do enough of them, you can kind of push and play and, and, and uh, you know, go with what works. But another, another thing I always say for redraft leagues and best ball leagues is you really think that the draft is going to fall a certain way and it goes the complete opposite way um, of what you intended to go. You know, you, you think certain guys are going to fall at a certain spot. People get reached on and it changes your strategy a little bit, but I feel like that's why you should go into these kind of understanding who you can pivot to at certain points here. So let's see where we're at with the draft board. Just had Kyle Pitts go with the 411. I feel like that's a pretty good uh, value for him. I was really juggling him back when I took Swift. Um, Pitts, I I think regardless of uh, if it's Mariota or Ritter, and I think it'll be Mariota for a majority of the season. I think he's just going to be a guy that commands over 120 targets. And he's, you know, a a guy that can explode and really fight for that tight end one overall finish. Now it's going to be tough with, you know, Tyree kill leaving the chiefs and, you know, Mahomes still having the Kelsey action, but I think there's always that, that option for a super athletic generational talent to just explode regardless of the situation and the situation he's in, maybe the quarterback's not what you want it to be, but uh, the targets are going to be. Um, so James Conner goes after Mike Williams. Mike Williams, big upside play. He's a guy that I've uh, kind of pivoted my stance on a little bit just because I was so <clears throat> I was so iffy on him in the pa- uh, the past because of his inconsistencies week to week, you know, scoring 30 points one week and then three points another week. But I feel like, you know, I've talked about this a few times. You're not drafting him as your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two, I don't think. So if he's your wide receiver three option, hopefully the two first guys that you filled your team with are guys that um, can kind of handle the more consistent demands where Mike Williams might win you a week completely, you know, with a massive outing. And then uh, you're waiting on some other guys to, or you have your other guys to be a little bit more consistent. So 
quarterback's room is getting super thin here, so <clears throat> probably going to go with best available. I don't mind Jared Goff at all. If Zach Wilson's there, you know, he he is a guy who showed a little bit of signs to get better. Davis Mills, Marcus Mariota, I mean, it's 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 interesting. Zach Wilson just went. Uh, Tannehill has been going later and later, and he's another guy that actually performed decent for fantasy last year when, like, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown uh, were both out of the mix, and we had a bunch of, like, sleeper guys for the week that we didn't really know too much about getting a lot of minutes. Michael Pittman Jr., who I think can be a top 12 guy this year. I like that pick. Running back still got some depth. So I think looking back at this, I can be like, oh, well, you know, I took two running backs I like a lot that I think have the potential to both be top five. You know, I think McCaffrey can be one or two. I think DeAndre Swift could be a top five guy this year. He kind of displayed that last year. Um, so I, I don't mind that. And I got, in my opinion, the best wide receiver on the board in Justin Jefferson. So that's pretty decent. Uh, probably going to wait a while for the tight end. So maybe, you know, maybe later go with a guy like Schultz or Hawkinson, depending on what falls right now. I need to grab a quarterback, um, possibly two, which I uh, don't really like to, do, but, um, that quarterback has a uh, bye week, week nine, Jared Goff. Uh, I've always been higher on than the consensus because, you know, I think he's competent and, you know, having the, the team that's been building around him with, uh, you know, my stack of Deandre Swift, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, a lot of people like TJ Hawkinson, a lot of people like, uh, they just brought in Chark who is going to play a big role probably until Jameson Williams is in the mix. And Jameson Williams is, um, one of the most explosive players we've seen in, in, uh, in a bit, but I'm almost tempted to just grab my a third quarterback right here just to be safe because again, super flex league <clears throat> to now. And I probably, there's so many wide receivers. So I think I'm going to, you know, it's kind of. It's kind of ugly to go and grab Wentz or Mills here, but then I don't really have to worry about me punting the quarterback position as much. So I think I'm going to grab Carson Wentz, hoping that him, you know, in the running backs in that room, uh, Terry McLaurin, who just got a big contract. I really like Jahan Dotson, so maybe I can look to stack that later. Uh, Logan Thomas, when he's back, is a, a solid tight end. So ugly quarterback room, but I punted it, so it kind of had to be that way. Now I focus on just stacking wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver, I think. Deepest uh, position in fantasy. Maybe it's uh, a little bit of a downfall of my lineup as well that um, I went running back studs early. But, you know, on a given week for fantasy football, there's so many tight, uh, I'm sorry, so many wide receivers that can score you 20 fantasy points. So I, I know I'm not going to have, you know, a bunch of top, 10 guys on my roster right now. And a lot of people like to hammer wide receivers and fade running backs, but I got two pass catching running backs that I'm really comfortable with for this coming season. They might have injury risks from the pass. I'm not playing the past game. I'm playing the now game. So they're both healthy and I really like their pass catching upside. And I'm just going to hammer wide receiver quarterback room. We went ugly. We went sleeper, but that's just how the board really played out for us. So uh, again, if you're watching this, you're not familiar with these drafts on Underdog, uh, go check it out. Go to underdogfantasy.com or go to the App Store and download it. And you can use this promo code P2WFANTASY and grab an instant deposit matchup up to $100. Underdog is a partner of mine. It's not just a, like a flat-out promo code. I actually have a partnership with them. It's in the bio and everything. Uh, but 
Um, go check that out. And again, you don't have to commit to anything big. You can do a couple $3 drafts just to get your draft fixed in. And again, you don't have to set these lineups. So looking at the board now, uh, DJ Moore and Brees Hall, like both of those guys, they both went um, right before uh, Cortland Sutton, who a lot of people are high on. Gabriel Davis, who it's, uh, unbelievable that he goes this high in drafts. Gabriel Davis, I got a screenshot of this. Gabriel Davis above, I probably should like erase people's names so I don't get in trouble. Gabriel Davis, so above Deontay and Jerry Judy, and man, I don't, I don't get the hype, man. But you know, if I guess if he hits, then people are going to be very, very happy. I'm just not in it uh, to that level. Um, yeah, I think there's other guys in that mix for the Buffalo Bills that are still going to get some work. Um, and you're really banking on him to do better than Deontay Johnson, who is a wide receiver one on his team. I am going to project Jerry Judy to be his team's wide receiver one. Rashad Bateman is his team's wide receiver one. Juju is his team's wide receiver one. Brandon Cooks is his team's wide receiver one. So you're projecting the guy behind Stefan Diggs to outperform all of these wide receiver ones. Just doesn't feel smart to me, in all honesty. But Again, if he hits, I, I guess he hits. And, you know, I've been wrong in the past with uh, plenty of guys. Um, I've also been right with some instincts, and I feel like I'm going to be more on the right side with those guys performing. I'd love right now Deontay Johnson. That would make me very happy if he falls. This guy, Cheese 7, though, has sniped me already once. So we're, we're going to see if he does the same thing here. I think he needs another quarterback, so maybe he can go quarterback here. Time is ticking. Let me get Deontay Johnson, who I still think is going to be great with Mitch Trubisky. He goes CEH. Love it. So even though I faded the wide receiver position, I'm getting a guy that has every ability to be a top 12 wide receiver in this coming season. Deontay Johnson demands volume because he earns his targets and he gets open very well. And even with Mitch Trubisky, who I believe it's going to be for most of the season, I think that he's going to be completely fine. I think everybody else is going to take away, you know, from each other. I don't, you know, foresee the Pickens draft pick affecting Deontay as much as it's going to affect Claypool and uh, affect affect Claypool and uh, maybe Fryermuth um, in that, you know, in that system. But I really like Deontay Johnson there. So I thought I was going to be, you know, shit out of luck for the wide receiver position. But now we're looking all right. Now we're looking okay here. Uh, tight end. I think I'm going to grab Dalton Schultz if Nikki Lucky 17 does not right here. And I'll tell you why. And he does. Oh, gross. Gross the sense I got sniped. I keep getting sniped in this draft. Now I'm going to punt the tight end until maybe Zach Ertz. But, man, I really like Dalton Schultz, who I'll talk about maybe in a second. So now we got Juju, Chris Godwin, Amara Ross, St. Brown. <clears throat> Running backs. I don't think I need to do that. I could go TJ Hawkinson. I want Elijah Moore, who I'm just all in on. He's not going to uh, come back to me. I don't want Chris Godwin because I think that they're going to delay him coming back. Um, God, uh, let me see. Elijah at 86. His ADP is 91, so a bit early on Elijah. Uh, Juju, I thought about. Maybe that should have been my pick. Um, but... Um, Elijah Moore is just a guy I'm all in on. Uh, I saw the signs last year with the multiple big games with different quarterbacks. 
demanded targets, um, just exploded for fantasy. So even if he gives me a glimpse of that, um, I, I'm fine with that. And Dalton Schultz, I'll talk about him in a second here. Dalton Schultz, I think, is a, a guy that um, has the potential to be his team's second option until Michael Gallup's back. And even when Michael Gallup's back, you know, when is he going to be 100% back? I really like Dalton Schultz because of what he did last. I put out some uh, video content about Dalton Schultz, and um, he was solid. And I think he, I mean, I saw somebody say yesterday that it's time for Dalton Schultz to finish points per game higher than Kittle. And you can make that argument. So I, I would have liked him there. But again, I got sniped for the second time. Two different guys sniped me in the draft. So um, it is what it is. And that's uh, that's how it's got to go for redraft or these leagues. That's why you got to go into these sometimes with tiers. Um, and by tiers, I mean like not just a flat out one through 20 rankings. I mean like one through 20, but groupings of players so that you know that the, you know this group of players should be drafted with this group of players. Um, that's like the simplistic way to say it, but yeah, the, uh, the, um, draft boards flying down here. Juju just went Devonta Smith. Interesting enough, went before Juju. When did Bateman go? I think Bateman might've went all oh, right before I picked more. Bateman's got a large opportunity at hand with, you know, Noah Hollywood Brown. Um, Mark Andrews is the dude there, uh, in my opinion, but you know, Bateman showed uh, flashes last year. You'd want to see him be a little bit more consistent with his, his uh, you know, 14 to 17 point days. But uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Devonta Smith after Amon Ross St. Brown. Interesting. Juju after both. Juju, a lot of people are out on just because of, you know, the, the expectations they had probably, you know, mostly dynasty people who probably had him super high after his massive season in year two, I think. Um, but he still produced, you know, thousand yard seasons. And now he might be behind Kelsey and targets, but that still should be a lot of targets. And I'm not putting Sky Moore, the rookie above Juju. I'm, I'm not in my rankings. Uh, if I were to produce, you know, a list of 50 wide receivers today, there's a gap between him and Sky Moore. Um, and so, you know, some people fall in love with, uh, the possibility of, uh, rookie sometimes, and you know, it's, it's fair because we've seen a lot of great rookie seasons, uh, the last few years. Um, this string of wide receivers is interesting. Michael Thomas could be the wide receiver 12 or the wide receiver 102 this year. He's so polarizing to me, if not the most. Russell Gage, I like a lot. He was one on my sleeper list today. Hunter Renfro, solid, solid route runner and player. I just have questions about his volume. Drake London, love the player. He was my wide receiver, one out of the class. He should also see 120 targets. Christian Kirk got paid a shit ton of money to be a Jaguar. And it's about to be up to me here soon. And I might reach a little bit for another one of my sleepers. Uh, I might actually go Zach Ertz. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. Um, I want to solidify who I think has the potential to be a top five, maybe top seven tight end this year. He was awesome at the end of last season when <clears throat> um, they were missing. I, I don't know if Hopkins was out of the mix at that exact point, but he was demanding at, at times like 10 targets. Uh, I think he had like an 11 target game at the end of the year too. And 
Zach Ertz with Kyler Murray had a lot of good games uh, when he was with the Cardinals. In general, he was solid for fantasy. And <clears throat> I think going into this year, knowing that Hopkins is suspended for six games, we're looking at Hollywood Brown. But I'm I'm looking at Zach Ertz just as much because he looked good with uh, with Kyler Murray. I'm fading DeAndre Hopkins because of the six-game suspension. I am going to go with another sleeper of mine uh, in Kadarius Tony, who, you know, some people will say, well, he's not really a sleeper. You know, he might be the team's wide receiver one, but look at where he's going in the draft. Uh, pick 110 for redraft. I think he was like, pick like 45 or 48 for the wide receiver position. And, you know, we saw last year, I think it was week five where he broke the single season rookie receiving record with like 180 receiving yards in that game. And we've seen glimpses of him put the ball in his hands. Uh, very, I, I hate using the comparison, but very Debo like he gave him the ball behind the line of scrimmage, five yards above the line of scrimmage. And he's making plays with the ball in his hands. And of this wide receiver group, I used to like Sterling Shepard a lot, but he's been, you know, banged up a ton. Kenny Galladay is a big question mark. I used to like him as well a ton, but Kadarius Tony, day one might be the most targeted player for Daniel Jones. And for me, that's a stack of mine I have. I took Danny Dimes well ahead of his ADP uh, for this because I was nervous about my quarterback room. Um, but I stacked him with his wide receiver one late in the draft. <clears throat> and I don't go into these drafts like strategizing stacks. But if it makes sense, it makes sense. If I think Daniel Jones, who I did list as a sleeper, is a sleeper, and I also think that Kadarius Tony is a sleeper based on my all-sleeper team that you can find on Twitter, then it like only makes sense for me to stack them if it falls me that way. Maybe I should have taken Hopkins, but again, I kind of faded wide receiver a little bit, and... I do have Justin Jefferson and Deontay Johnson. I think Jefferson's my one. Deontay Johnson's maybe close to like 10 to 13, 10 to 14 for the wide receiver position. Elijah Moore, extremely high on. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Uh, and Kadarius Tony's a sleeper. So even though I punted the wide receiver position, I, I do like it. <clears throat> it's tough to have the depth that you want also in these because, you know, if I go heavy on solidifying one position, you know, for the running back, the wide receiver and the quarterback, then I have kind of gaps everywhere. If I go heavy on wide receivers and just hammer and go zero running back, then I have gaps at the quarter and running back position. So it all comes down to how you personally want to fill your team. And again, it's the beauty of these drafts is just, you know, playing around with uh, taking certain guys. Um, I have two running backs right now that I wouldn't mind falling to me, and we'll see if they do because I feel like I got one, two, three, four. I have four wide receivers, two running backs. I wouldn't mind grabbing at least one of these running backs that both also made my all-sleeper list. So the beauty of making content sometimes is that, you know, you – you either hit or miss on some, you know, some guys, but you always have a why. And I always, I always, always, always have a why for everything. And for like that all sleeper list, I, I pulled content from other videos uh, that I made or other posts and I pushed it in there. And then I had a bunch of boxes checked for why I think they're a sleeper. And 
we'll get to it in a second, but I might reach. I'm not actually based on the ADP. So I'm up right now, and it's between these two guys, and I really like both of them, and I'm juggling this a little bit. Rashad Penny, who was amazing last season, he was the RB1 for X amount of the the final games of the season. I I think Chase Edmonds is going to lead his running back room in touches. They're back-to-back here. I think I'm going to go with Rashad Penny, who just got brought back to a one-year gig with the Seattle Seahawks, where he was absolutely exploding. And I think this team is going to be pretty bad this year. So I'm not sure if they need to over-include Ken Walker the third or not. I think Ken Walker is a solid prospect, solid player. He was awesome at Michigan State. Do they need to run him into the ground on a team that's going to be pretty, probably pretty ass this year? I, I don't know. Chase Edmonds went. So I might go back to wide receiver. Running back, I, I'll probably fade for a little bit. Wide receiver. So out of this list, Robert Woods, Christian Watson, Tim Patrick, Michael Gallup, Kenny Galladay, Rondell Moore. Who's got the chance to lead their team in targets or have a lot of targets right away? It's Robert Woods for me. And the issue with him is that he's recovering from his injury. I've seen plenty of videos, and we got to be careful with falling in love with videos, but I've seen plenty of videos where he's running on catching balls at camp. Robert Woods, I think, what, 2020, he was the wide receiver 12 for PPR. This is half-point PPR, but still. Traylon Burks, I'm not fading him. But there's been some iffy reports that have come out about his asthma and not being at practices. Um, Austin Hooper is a sleeper of the tight end position, but we're not, you know, going to project he has Kelsey, you know, work workload um, profile to him. So I think Robert Woods, if he's healthy, has every chance to lead the team in targets uh, from the minute he's 100% or 90% until the season ends with Ryan Tannehill now that A.J. Brown is gone in. Robert Woods is elite at at getting open, running routes, and catching passes, which sounds like super generic to say, but throughout his career, he's he's been a guy that produces, and he's always been a guy that's slept on. Cole Komet, I I I love Cole Komet. Thought about it, but I think that how my team is built, I can wait a while and take like an Emmett Ingram or Austin Hooper, who might have pretty big roles on their team, but they're going super late in drafts. The highest player projected on the board right now is Deshaun Watson, who it's not looking good if he's going to play at all this year. So I, you're really taking a gamble there. I mean, if it pays off, I'm talking strictly fantasy here, not not anything that has to do with you know what what um has been his situation. Uh, but if he does end up playing for a chunk of the season, then it pays off for you taking the risk. But when the risk at this point is either a zero the entire season or only six weeks of him, then I don't know. You know, we always talk about risk and reward. What's the reward if he only gets suspended for half the season? I guess that you took him late and you get to play him for half the season. You know, what's the other risk that he plays zero games and you could have taken another player that had four weeks of 20 fantasy points, you know, so not something I'm super into Kenny Galladay, Christian Watson, haven't been super high in Christian Watson, in all honesty. I didn't really – I like the athletic profile. I didn't like his college playing profile. And um, I haven't heard much news out of camp that 
he's connected with Rodgers too well. I think Alan Lazard has been the talk of that camp. I don't know. We'll see if he's even on here. He must have got drafted a while ago um, for the wide receiver position. But I haven't heard much about Christian Watson. I didn't really like him as a prospect. I think he was being overdrafted in rookie drafts. Uh, but, again, we've seen athletic guys come in, in the league that maybe didn't have the deepest of resumes and, and do well. Um, can't really throw anybody off the top of my head. Uh, Deshaun Watson does go to Code J-Man, who takes Deshaun Watson and Pat Fryermuth. So, um, interesting strategy there. Uh, pick 144. I guess someone's going to take him at the end of the day, and uh, it wasn't going to be me. Um, but that's fine, because I got all these elite quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Is there any quarterbacks even left? Jacoby Brissett's on the list there. He, he might be... He should be the starter as of right now. Uh, Jimmy G doesn't have a home. Um, I mean, he's in San Fran, but I don't think they're keeping him. Sam Darnold right now is a starter. It could end up being Baker Mayfield. Drew Locke could be the starter. Geno Smith could be the starter. So these are late, late round guys. So I, I, I'm more comfortable just kind of filling my team. And for super flex, I think people overemphasize, like, you got to start two quarterbacks. But if looking at my team, Daniel Jones, you know, is my – top performing quarterback, but then my second, uh, you know, super flex position ends, ends up getting filled by Kadarius Tony, then it didn't matter as much, but, um, you know, I, I do typically like to go, you know, stud quarterback at some point, but I did not, uh, let's see here. Do I reach for one of my guys? So I like Jahan Dotson, who's ahead of Devontae Parker. I'd like to go Dotson Parker in this draft. I got two picks in between that. I'm going to go Dotson, and we'll see if Parker falls to me. If Nikki Lucky 17 doesn't pick him, he's got back-to-back -back picks, and then it's back to me. I would like Dotson and Parker, two guys that are, were, again, on my all-sleeper team. Go check that out. It's on Twitter. It's a, it's a good thread. I, I spent some time on it. I think it looked super cool because there was videos in there. He goes Talbert, so we'll see if he takes Parker, and if he does, then I'm going to have to pivot to someone else. Um, and he goes Hunter Henry. So <clears throat> I could go Jacoby Meyer, who you might see might the most targets, but I don't think he's got tons and tons of upside. So my last two picks, I like Jahan Dotson a lot. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I think 98.5 yards per game. Um, his final season in college. Uh, he had one of the highest dominator ratings, meaning, you know, the amount of receiving work uh, he had for his specific team versus the rest of his team. So good yards per game, good dominator rating. He's good with the ball in his hands. He's got some nice speed. I uh, really like the opportunity. I mean, Curtis Samuels there, sure. Uh, Curtis has been banged up. He's never really been the wide receiver, too, um, for a team. He, he had a nice season with the Panthers, what, like two years ago? Uh, but I really like Dotson. I feel like he was being underdrafted in rookie drafts. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine thinking he's going to be a, a, a sleeper, especially hearing that he's like smoking camp right now. And then the other guy, Devonte Parker in 2019, he was like a top 15 guy. He had one of the most receiving yards in the league. He was scoring a ton of touchdowns this past season. He opened up the year with, uh, like seven target games for the dolphins. So he earned those and, the big question mark is the health, but at this point of the draft, you know, I, I got some health concerns with Robert Woods and, and Devontae Parker, but 
He's part. I mean, Parker is healthy right now, and I think he's got every chance to be the wide receiver one in terms of fantasy points for the Patriots and for Mac Jones. The Patriots wanted this guy too. They went out and grabbed Devontae Parker. Uh, it wasn't like it was a, a cheap free agency um, signing or something like that, or they got him for the low, but uh, Devontae Parker is a guy that the Patriots actually wanted, and we've seen really good fantasy days out of him. So I, I, I like him at that pick there. Um, got the board here we can take a look at. Albert Owen and Joku. A lot of people are super into both of those guys, especially after the team movements with uh, Austin Hooper leaving the Browns. Noah Fance is no longer with the Broncos, so they do have opportunity. Robert Tunyon went a little bit after that. Rashad White's interesting to me because I actually did like his prospect profile, but I, you know, some people I think are projecting him to get a ton of passing work from Tom Brady, but I think it's a chance that he gets a chunk or like barely any. And it's a risk there for year one dynasty with Fournette not being the youngest guy. Maybe that's a good, you know, guy to have for the long run. But Khalil Herbert, some people think he's going to take a lot of work from David Montgomery. I I don't see it. I don't think so. Um, unless I don't know. Unless the the playbook shifts to scheme a lot more of schemed passes to Herbert. I I, I don't really understand that. Um, and I know he did good when, when, you know, Monty was out, but when Monty was back, he, he sat on the bench. Henderson's a good pick. I think that's a, a guy that played very well with the opportunity last year, Daryl Henderson for the Rams. And I'm, I've never been super, super impressed with, uh, with Cam Akers. And if there's a health concern or he's not playing up to par, I think Henderson's a guy that can step in and, and have some nice weeks if given the opportunity. Uh, Jacoby Myers, the other Patriots mentioned wide receiver, went after that. I'm going to have to start looking at my upcoming picks here. Cameron Braid on the board. I came out with a tweet today, if you want to go and find it, about the weeks that he had without Gronk and how those looked. And I'll be honest with you, they didn't look super hot. Just going to be straight up about that. And I might have to take a nasty shot at one of these running backs because I really don't have much running back. I have three quarterbacks, three running backs, seven wide receivers, and one tight end. So, uh, or do I just keep hammering the wide receiver position? I think I am fine waiting. There's nobody I, you know, immediately need to grab right now. I might need to grab a tight end at my second pick. So, running back, us Edwards, who's still, I think, recovering from the ACL injury. Marlon Mack, I could pair up Jamal Williams with my DeAndre Swift pick. J.D. McKissick, he came back to the... Commanders because he knew his role. Michael Marlon Mack, just because it looks like he's the starter right now, not the best of picks, but you know, I, I wrote earlier that Damian Pierce might steal that job and run away with it. But if he doesn't for the first couple weeks and Marlon Mack you know, continues to earn touches, then maybe maybe that's a good pick this late in the draft, especially when my depth is not really there. I think I'm gonna grab another tight end. Um, I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. So I'm kind of stacking, which maybe is not the best strategy, but I'm stacking Hooper with, uh, Robert Woods because, you know, Tannehill, Tannehill might have Robert Woods as his number one target. 
And reports have come out that Tannehill prefers Austin Hooper. And Austin Hooper, his final two seasons with the Atlanta Falcons was a top six tight end. So, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be top six again. But if he's a mix or somewhere in between of the Cleveland Browns, Austin Hooper, and the Falcons, Austin Hooper, I think it's probably better than his like tight end 25 ADP or whatever he's going at right now. What I look for in tight ends all the time is consistent target and volumes and a consistent role on their offense. And I think that Austin Hooper has a good chance of that happening. I did not look at bye weeks. Good thing they're not in the same bye week or I would have had a blank tight end room. So that's fine there. Um, other tight ends, I don't like Braid at all. He was terrible in the games where Gronk was absent last year. I don't really like Hayden Hurst. Never was big on him. I think he plays his role good for regular NFL or for the you know NFL in general, um, but not so much for fantasy. Taysom Hill, athlete that's on the team. Brevin Jordan's a, a, another sleeper that I think is interesting, but he's got the same bye week as who I just took. Uh, McBride I like a lot. Not sure what his role is going to be. Dual Sitch. Hot take could could win that job. Kate Otten, another rookie uh, for the Buccaneers, could win his job. But looking at the board, let's see how many picks I actually have left um, so I kind of can manage what I'm going to do here. I have one, two, three, four picks left. And looking at my build, three quarterbacks, four running backs, seven wide receivers, and two tight ends. Mm-mm. We'll just see how the ball, uh, the board falls to us, and you know we we can talk about how we want to go into these drafts and have three quarterbacks, six running backs, ten wide receivers, and two. We can we can do that, but at the same time, we want to optimize just who's in front of us when it's our pick to draft, and how we can fill a team that can win money, um, play to win. It's behind me there. Uh, that's kind of the mentality to have at the end of the day. Uh, we can we can try to have a certain build, but again, if I am low on wide receivers in comparison to what I have, but there's a running back that keeps falling and falling and falling, I'm probably going to take the value because it's going to be more useful uh, in the long run. So we'll see what we got here. Probably going to take running backs kind of thin because I got to start two of them. And... You know, at this point in the draft, I guess we'll see who's left on the board. Uh, quarterback, is there anybody? Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Maybe somebody can uh, go and go and stack both just to have one of them. And then out of nowhere, Baker is in that mix. Um, we don't want to go and grab any of these backups. No need in this sort of uh, tournament. Running backs, Mark Ingram's actually a decent pick. He's the first one on the board because I think there's a good chance Alvin Kamara suspended this year and they said he's prepping for a suspension. So Mark Ingram would be that guy. And I'm not going to say he's going to light the world on fire, but man, that's a, a guy that's going to have the opportunity for touches. And that's what we want for all positions. Uh, running back, when you weigh out the running backs, that's how you want it to, uh, to, to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting sleeper notifications and they're gifts. They're gifts. So nothing important there. I got sidetracked. Um, I'll take Mark Ingram if he follows me, and he might follow me if I don't get sniped here. I actually really would like that pick because he's going to be the starter if Kamara's out. 
know, there's some other guys that people have been talking about with Tony Jones, and there's another guy I think of right now. But he's a veteran, and he's been on the team in the past and been utilized in the past and had some decent games for the Saints in the past. And he's he's an old man, but I'm going to take Mark Ingram, and I actually like that pick a lot, all the way at the end of the draft because, again, running backs, when I'm separating them, I'm looking at these guys. Chris Evans, is he going to touch the ball more than Mark Ingram if Alvin Kamara's out? No. Sonny Michelle, could he be the starter? Maybe. Wide receivers, what do we got here? Talking too much, and I'm not looking at the actual draft board. Uh man, kind of reaching a little bit. Take David Bell. David Bell seems to be having a good camp. Uh, there was a report that came out that said that he did not drop a pass, and then he came out and said, like, yeah, I I, I actually did. My bad. My bad. Um, but it, it seems like he's having a good camp. Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, presents a lot of upside and receiving yard upside, and he can probably score on two catches, you know, on four targets or something like that. But with the quarterback situation – with if it's Brissett, I don't know how much upside Donovan People Jones is going to have. If David Bell is a guy that can, you know, operate as a number two and handle decent work, then maybe that pick is worth it right there. Uh, let's go back to my board here. Let's see how many picks we have left. We have two picks remaining. And my build, three quarterbacks. I everybody says you should have four in these, but kind of is what it is at this point. If 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 every week only one of these guys performs uh, higher than the rest of these guys, but I have like, instead of three wide receivers, I have like five that are performing great every week, then, then that'll just fill in for my super flex. Super flex, you don't have to start two quarterbacks. And that's a kind of a shitty thing to say and kind of a cop-out thing to say just because I know that I didn't take good quarterbacks in this draft. But there's truth to that because – you know, for best ball, they're taking the best scores every single week. And if it happens to be all my wide receivers are going off, then that's the case for it. So, uh, again, you know, if if between Jones, Goff, and Wentz, if only one of them has a good week and the other two don't, but I have a bunch of other guys that do, then I'm fine. But I think going into the next one of these drafts, if I do another one, I would likely – go quarterback and then go to somebody else. But I was just like too infatuated with grabbing Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson, who I think can be awesome for fantasy. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe this actually works out good for me, but I think I have two more picks. So I'll go back to back and then we'll see how everything looks after that. But uh, these are fun, man. You know, it's, it's going to be under an hour for this full draft to go through. Kind of fills the need to uh, draft. You don't want to just join a bunch of startups because you miss drafting. You can do a bunch of drafts on here for cheap, and um, you can win some good prizes. So I, I, I've i done a lot more best ball this season than I did last season, and last season I was profitable. So at the end of the day, you want to win the big-time prizes, and you want to win a million dollars. Like Scott Barrett and I had Liam Murphy on the show like last week, and – on the fantasy point show and he won a million dollars. That's the goal. But at the end of the day, if you can just be profitable, then doing too many drafts 
is 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 beneficial. So that's the that's the bottom for me because I, I play to win, either win a million dollars or two hundred fifty thousand dollars from these contests, or at least just be profitable. Nothing nothing beyond that. We're not losing money. We're not uh, getting even here, or uh, you know breaking even, getting even. Sounds like a mob thing. Uh, breaking even. We're trying to be profitable. So as the rest of this draft is going on. Mo Ali Cox might be a tight, you know, tight end sleeper. Uh, McKenzie from the Bills, Eno Benjamin, Geno Smith, Haskins for the Tennessee Titans running back. I like Zay Jones. I almost had him on my list, but I do like Zay Jones. Um, I think he has the best chance of a roll out of the guys that I named. So, do we take? There's no quarterbacks to take. Do I take another tight end? Is a good question. Really, nobody I would want though. Wide receivers: Matchy Duvernay, James Washington, Donovan Peoples Jones, Chenault, Edwards. Jeez, let's go, James Washington, with hopes that he fills in for Michael Gallup, and it's not Tol uh, Tolbert who was drafted much, much earlier. Um, so we'll go with uh, James Washington, who. He's had some okay games in the past for the Steelers, but uh, they went and grabbed him, um, the Cowboys. And with no Michael Gallup, you know, I think Schultz will be the beneficiary of no Michael Gallup uh, for target share and, you know, target ceiling. But Washington, could he beat out Tolbert? I, I think so. Will he? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Tight ends. You know, maybe I should grab another tight end. I might just grab another wide receiver again. Tight ends, Uzoma can have some, you know, touchdown upside. McBride, I love the prospect, but I already got Ertz. There's no quarterbacks I would take right now. Running backs, we don't need to do that. Wide receivers, Mechie, I like. Chenault, Pringle, Ross, this is my last pick. What am I going to do? Let's go for some touchdown upside with C.J. Uzoma, who... Probably he's not going to get tons and tons of targets, but we saw with the Bengals him have some touchdown upside. So if he has one week with my final pick of this draft where he explodes for 20 fantasy points, then maybe he can fill in my super flex position. Um, we've seen last year, I think he had two separate games with two touchdowns. Uh, and it's him and Conklin at the tight end position, but maybe could have won another wide receiver. But there's so many like, I can like make a fake case for all these guys. I, I really did like Mechie, but um, he's also recovering from an ACL tear. Duvernay, not into that. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, I keep seeing, you know, little tidbits, and I was in before on him that he could be used in a certain way. Um, it's it's hard to bite on some things when you've gotten burned in the past. Vilas Jones all the way down. Could he turn into the wide receiver two for Chicago? Braxton Berrios had some good games last year. I mean, I'm just like digging and digging and digging. You know, Tyler Johnson for the Bucks could he be a third option for a little bit? You know, yeah, we can continue to dive deep. I uh, Tylen Wallace I liked for uh, um, Oklahoma State in the past. Uh, there's no, I mean, quarterbacks we could have maybe taken like a a backup, but we don't want to bank on quarterback injuries. Running backs, Dearness Johnson would maybe have some, you know, uh, appeal if Kareem Hunt got cut or traded. Kenyon Drake, he's, I think he's recovering still. 
you know, James White would be a guy I would think about because we saw the pass catching upside for him, but I'm pretty sure I saw a report that he is limited, and that's the limited report right there in front of me. You know, Brita can be the backup to Saquon, Damian Williams. Could he, you know, fight for the job in Atlanta? Can Burkhead fight for touches in Atlanta? We can just, like, make these weird cases, but we'll see how the team looks at the end. Um, I already know, and again, just to finish things up, I know things I would change for next time. Uh, I also think that uh, this team has got a lot of upside because I really like McCaffrey. I really like DeAndre Swift. If Penny is a guy for the majority of the season, we saw what he did last year. We can't expect that. Marlon Mack could be the lead back. Mark Ingram could be the lead back if Kamara's suspended. Jefferson's my wide receiver one. Deontay Johnson, I think, can have – uh, top 12 finish, Elijah Moore is a major breakout of mine. Kadarius Toney, uh, just go go down the list there um, with uh, with reasons why. Robert Woods, I think, can turn into the wide receiver one for the Titans if, if Burks doesn't develop the way they want to. I really like Dotson as a sleeper. Really like Devontae Parker as a sleeper. David Bell, people are more in on than me, but I see some appeal to that, and I see some appeal to James Washington. Ertz, I think, can finish as a top five tight end. Austin Hooper, I think, can uh, be a sleeper himself because of the reports that come out and just what he's did in the past for Atlanta. And then we're we're hoping for one or two big touchdown CJ Uzoma weeks. But thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, again, Underdog Fantasy, go to the website, go to the app store, use my promo code P2W Fantasy. If you put in 10 bucks, you'll get 20 to use. And uh, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I did this in under an hour live, and I, I rambled for the majority of it. But hopefully some of the player talk is something you um, can have some sort of benefit of, or maybe it's uh, some some thoughts that you didn't think yourself for certain guys, and maybe I turned you on or turned you off for somebody. But uh, as always, plugging away this, this offseason, I've been busting my ass, and uh, it's with the intent to play to win. Um, and, and help you guys do that. So uh, if you see this, you're not following me, hit the follow button, and uh, I always provide a why. So uh, have a good night, guys, and uh, again, thanks for tuning in.